0: strong the powerful Barry Habib has returned to money savage welcome back Barry thank you excited to have you back on Barry is a best-selling author he's an entrepreneur a speaker a contributor a producer he's an award-winning real estate forecaster he's the CEO of MBS highway and his newest book is money in the streets again Barry I'm excited to have you back on if you would tell us a little bit about your personal life some more about your work and what motivated you to put pen to paper again?
1: Well, uh, very grateful and blessed. I have uh, four wonderful children and a really wonderful family. Um, I have a beautiful business. So get a chance to help people every day, a professional speaker. And I'm so pleased that my book's gone well. Uh, what inspired me to do it was just to share my story, not to talk necessarily about me, but to share my story, because I, I know what it's like to have uh, adversity, to have uh, overcome so many things that we all have to overcome. And I wrote a book that can help people get through times where we're struggling or suffering. Look, no matter who you are, no matter where you are, no matter what good things you have going for you or how wealthy you are, we all suffer and we all struggle. And if we can get through that easier... Uh, that's a good thing for everybody. And then there's times where we've got a tailwind. Things are just going our way. And those times it's extremely important to maximize them because when you have those opportunities, you want to get the most out of them. I think so many of them enjoy those runs, enjoy those nice times. But we oftentimes look back and we say, hey, did we really maximize that? Um, what if we would have done this? Or what if we would have seen that? And then the real of the book is to get you to see opportunities, hence the name Money in the Streets, which I can get into detail with you. But Money in the Streets is about seeing the opportunities that are right there that so many people are missing because it is a skill that we can learn and we can improve upon. So wanting to help others is is what really motivated me, as you said, to put pen to paper. And it's a long process to do. It's not easy. My first book <laughs> um, feel very, very lucky that it reached number one on Amazon's bestseller list. So that was kind of a a shock for me to um, to be blessed like that. But um, but people seem to be really enjoying it. The reviews are through the roof.
0: Nice. Well, certainly congratulations. And I know uh, just listening to you describe it that the, the opportunities are all around us, but that's all fine and well if, if we don't have the ability to, to actually identify and see them and we don't have necessarily the, 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 the tools to be able to do anything about it well, then it doesn't matter if they're all around us, right? So is this something, because you've obviously, again, been given awards for being able to to sort of look into the future. How did you come to recognize, or, or maybe when did you start to realize, I, I, I am a person who can see opportunities where maybe others can't? So
1: we all have the ability I think that oftentimes we we face adversity or we face fear, and a lot of the book is overcoming those things, overcoming intimidation, overcoming fear, overcoming adversity. And we have the ability to recognize opportunities. We we tend to talk ourselves out of these things, and a lot of it begins with vision and focus. You know, there's a lot of components, and the book talks about all of them, but, you know, just to give you a quick one with, with vision. Uh, and and focus you know where you look is what you will find so if i were to tell you just look around the room you're in and just just look around and look to see things and now if i told you look around the same room and look for the color red you know you suddenly start to see all Mm -hmm. those things that are red and they just kind of pop out at you it says whatever you're focused on is what you'll find so you know, just finding and looking for opportunities is a big step. Uh, you know, I, 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 like, I like to drive sports cars on the track. And I like it because it's exhilarating and fun, but I also want to just be a better driver. Just, just you know, conservatively speaking, just want to be a better driver. And I've taken many lessons from professional drivers. And being on the track, um, it's, it's wonderful when you get a chance to have a pro driver look at the way you drive and help you improve to be safer, uh, to, to just be able to um, to improve your skill set. And it's an important skill set. We do it every day, you know, most of us. So it's an important thing to be good at. Well, I remember one lesson, uh, the driver was watching me and observing me, a professional driver was, the teacher. And he said, you know, Barry says, I noticed what you're looking at is what most people look at when they drive. And that is mostly the car in front of them. I said, yeah, you know, I really wasn't, wasn't thinking about it. And he says, yeah, most people don't. He says, but just about everybody he sees, they all look at the car in front of them as they're driving. He says, I want, to, I want to show you why you shouldn't be doing that. And I said, okay. And he stops the car with me and tells me to pull over. And we get out of the car, and he takes a bottle of water, and he puts it on the ground about 20 feet in front of me, and he tells me to look down at the bottle of water. And I did. And he says, okay, now look down the road. Now look at the bottle of water. While you're looking at the bottle of water, could you read the street sign down the road? And I said, no, I can't. And he says, okay, now once you look at the street sign, he says, you can read the street sign while you're looking at it. I said, yeah. He says, can you still see the bottle of water? I said, yes, I can. And he says, you see, that's the way you should be driving. (laughs) If you're looking at the car in front of you, you can't see all those things that you really need to see to be a better and safer driver because you can watch things unfold. You'll still be able to see the car in front of you, but now you'll get the whole video. Dale, you know, thinking about this and taking it to... Not just driving, but life. Well, certainly if you do this as a driver, you'll be a much better driver. But if you change your focus this way in life, you'll be far more successful and happier. And it's just one small lesson. But when you start thinking much bigger, when you start being able to see past the little things in front of you, start to think about the big picture. And, you know, I've had mentors in my life that have come into my life that have showed me how to think big. The opportunities start showing up there. And then you have to. You have to overcome fear. You have to overcome intimidation. You have to overcome talking yourself out of it because that voice in your head says, "No, it's too hard. That this, that." And, and you know, you watch other people that are successful, and maybe they're a competitor, and they just seem like they have just got their groove on, you know. And 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 how can I ever do what they're doing? How can you know what they're doing is like almost? It's almost you know, and. and Again, another lesson, it's in the book, is I've always liked magic. In fact, I produced Chris Angel's show in Las Vegas. It's shut down now, but Chris Angel's Mind Free at Planet Hollywood. That's the show I produced. And, you know, I love this kind of stuff. Um, I still don't know how Chris Angel does any of these tricks. So I'm not privy to it just because I produced it. I am <laughs> completely ignorant to all this stuff. But I was always a big fan of David Copperfield as, as I was growing up and watching his stuff. And you know, David Copperfield came to New Jersey and and was doing a show, and I went to go see it live. And, man, this was an amazing show. I, I didn't know how he did all these tricks. It was just incredible. And then the end was a big finale, and he threw these big, giant balls into the audience, a bunch of these balls. And if you were able to be one of the people who caught them, there were a dozen or so of these balls, and there was 3,000 people in the audience. If you caught them when the music stopped, well, then... you. Then you can come up and you'd be part of a trick where he would make you disappear. Well, man, this was right at my out. So, George, I want to learn how this <laughs> trick is done. So if I could be part of it, I'm golden, right? Yeah. So and I'm a very curious person on top of it. Love magic, super curious, love to see how things work. So this was like a dream opportunity. But you know, what are my odds? My odds were like one out of 187 people could kind of get one of these balls. Well, guess what? I was so intent on doing and that's another thing <laughs> is you know, your 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 focus and your desire it will be directly correlated to results. So I wanted this thing really badly. And guess what? Music stopped. I had a ball. I mean, George, i might have nice. to knock a couple of people over inadvertently, It's virtually, but man, I had one of these balls. Okay. <laughs> so here I come up all proud. I'm coming up to the stage and there he is There's David Copperfield. And he's putting people before me in one of the 12 chairs, but there were 16 balls. And he puts me on the corner, not in a chair on the corner. Yeah. Was going on. He puts a tarp over twelve people, and I'm like looking those three other people, myself, one on each corner. He says, "Okay, you four, you are up close observers. You're going to watch this happen up close." And sure enough, he puts the tarp over these twelve people in chairs, and before I knew it, they were gone. (laughs) Now, quite frankly, I'm much more pissed off because I got the ball. I got up there, and I'm even more frustrated that I got to watch this thing happen. It would have been bad enough to watch it in my seat, but now I watched it happen (laughs) like like a foot away from me, right? So, man, I went home happy about the show, but kind of pissed and frustrated. (laughs) Wouldn't you know it, a year later, I got a call from, um, may he rest in peace, used to be the anchor um, of Squawk Box on CNBC, a dear friend of mine, and I I had my own show segment on there for 13 years on Squawk Box. Uh, so Mark Haynes, he calls me up, and his growly voice, Hey, Barry, yo, uh, David Copperfield's going to be in town. <laughs> yeah, my, Mark, I saw the show last year. It's great. well, you want to go again? So I was like, you know what? Maybe it'll be different. I get a chance to hang out with Mark. <laughs> so, yes, yeah, so I go back to the show again. <laughs> well, it wasn't different. It was the exact same show. <laughs> the thing of it is, is that now we get to the last part of the show with the balls, and here I am again with another chance i uh, like, is it too crazy to think that I could do it again? You know, my chances are one out of 187 twice to do it? <laughs> why not? You know, why not? So, and, and listen, a very common thread amongst successful people is optimism. Mm. So optimism is a really important thing in life. And I just believed that I could. And George, honest to God, I managed to catch another ball. <laughs> so, uh, uh, again, I don't know what the carnage was, people. <laughs> something not so No, I'm only kidding. But I tried to be careful. But you know what? I, who knows? I might have bumped into sure. a couple of people inadvertently. But, man, <laughs> I got the ball. I'm walking up the stage. Now I'm finally going to get to know this, right? Honest to God, brother. David Copperfield looks me in the eye and says, okay, you're going to stand in the corner. I'm like, no. what? <laughs> now I know what standing in the corner means. Listen, this is a true story. In the middle of his show, I'm negotiating with David (laughs) Copperfield. I'm telling him, I'm saying, hold on, you made me do this. There, you put me in the corner last time. He's like, are you a magician? I said, no, I'm in the mortgage business. (laughs) He looked at me. I looked at him. The crowd was waiting. He puts me in one of the chairs. Yes. And so they put the tarp over me. And now I know how the trick is done and I'm sworn to secrecy, but that's not important. Here's what's important. Here's the lesson. Is that it's not magic. It's magic all. You know what it is? It's hard work. It's research. It's practice until you get it perfect. And when you break it down like that, anyone can do it. So if you watch somebody, And it's intimidating because it just seems like they're better than you for whatever reason. It seems like they're doing better. They're doing things that you can't figure out. Don't ever get intimidated because there's nothing you can't do with enough hard work, research, and practice. And the best part about it is that pretty soon other people are going to be looking at you and saying, wow, how are they doing it? So it's not magic, but you can make it magical. So, these are the types of lessons that help us help us to overcome that realization that that we just change our focus. We just change the way that we approach things. We don't get intimidated. We look at things more. Okay. How can I do that? What will it take to do with them then backing off because we say, Oh, that's just too much or too tough.
0: I love that. It's not magic. It's magical. (laughs) <laughs> that's right. I can just see you getting up on stage and <laughs> this 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 brief negotiation with with the most famous illusionist or magician in the world, and he's like, "Are, are you a magician or something?" I'm like, no. <laughs> that, that, that's awesome. Um, well, certainly you are. You, you've you've been a, a leader and an expert in the field of, of of real estate mortgage for for such a long time, and. I think that this it, it, it ties in so nicely, and I, 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 I work in personal finance, and I think that, that every kind of, of professional advisor, if you're a mortgage advisor, or you're, you're a realtor, or you're a CPA, you're an attorney, you're, you're an insurance professional the industry is changing around us so quickly through technology and there's compression and pressure from, from all different sides. And I think it'd be easy to be looking at the car right in front of us, right? It's like, Oh my goodness, how, how, how am I going to really make changes here? So if you don't mind, what, what, what would be your advice and just maybe linking back to, to the book on how you would coach somebody in that situation?
1: So, so much depends on not talking yourself out of it because mm. even if you do change your focus and you see these things we oftentimes can just just say oh no i i wouldn't be able to do that i can't do that and that's the worst and we could be our own worst enemy because you know we just don't believe in ourselves enough and we look for validation from others and You know, sometimes the people that we're looking for validation from haven't had those breakthrough successes as as often as maybe they should as well. So, you know, we're asking for validation from people that probably shouldn't be the ones that we're asking for. So finding a mentor is really important. I mean, I've been very lucky. I've found mentors. And guess what? People that are successful, if you approach it correctly, they'll want to share with you how they got there. They want to give you advice and they're not going to charge you for it either. That's the great thing about when you see people that have achieved success and you approach them in a way that's with respect, with some admiration. Um, they want to open up to you. You know, we spend a lot of our careers in whatever it is, first starting off with us, because we've got to make a name for ourselves. But then once you reach a level of a certain degree of success, it's not so much about you anymore. And I'll tell you why in a moment it's about teaching and leaving a legacy and others and helping. And and that's when you can really make connections with individuals. If we just aren't afraid to approach them, if we just aren't willing to ask. So, you know, look, we need goals. And I talk about this in the book how to have goals, how to set goals, how to stay on offense. So all important things. And, and these aspects are things that, you know, there's a lot that that's going through my brain right now, because there's all like different chapters of the book. So I'm trying to be concise here and stay on point with you. But when when we take a look at being able to approach someone, the first thing is, you know, people, People want to develop relationships, and the first thing they do with relationships is you know, they try and build up a relationship by asking. Uh, I think the first thing that we want to do when we build up relationships is start by giving, and you'd be shocked at how the law of reciprocity works. So if there is a mentor out there, maybe start by giving. Start by, by giving, whether it's compliments, whether it's kindness. It doesn't have to be monetary, but approach people that way. And what you'll discover is that these individuals who achieve success, they gain much fulfillment by helping others. Look, as I said, it's very important to have goals, George. We need to have both financial goals. There's nothing wrong with that. Do not be ashamed of having financial goals because it will make your life better, but it also allow you to do so much good for others with the money that you're making. And you need success goals. But we also know there's a lot of very wealthy and successful people that are very unhappy. And that's because the component that's missing that is equally important as these goals is fulfillment. And fulfillment oftentimes comes from helping others. So why did I put pen to paper in the book? I did not do it for monetary reasons. I give you my word. That's not the reason why we did that. In fact, I did not expect any money whatsoever from the book. But I wanted to do it to help others because selfishly, that gives me a lot of fulfillment. And that helps to make me happy to know that I'm helping others. I'm not alone in that we all gain fulfillment from that so you can tap in to people who will want to help you because it helps them be happier and i've had people that have mentored me that have taught me these things one of the guys that taught me about seeing the bigger picture is this guy jack rumat he just seemed to be able to see everything on a bigger scale you know he had a little place where he sold believe it or not nuts and he turned it into joanne's nut house which became huge in all the shopping malls all over the country nice he saw an idea with a bagel shop but he didn't want it just a bagel shop he turned it into manhattan bagels which he then took public i mean this guy just did it over and over again and every time i have a conversation with him as i was younger i was looking at the car in front of me well he was looking way down the road And what he really helped me do business-wise is help me focus down the road. He helped me to see that big, big picture because we're so accustomed to looking at that car in front of us. You know, in 1955, there was a friggin' amazing hamburger shop in San Bernardino, California. It was called McDonald's. And they were so busy that the approach that they could have taken, and I see this every day with people, is I'm so busy, I can't work. On my business, I'm too busy working in my business. Right. I, I don't have the time to grow. I don't have the time to get better. I don't have the time to, to do. And if those owners of McDonald's would have had that attitude, they'd still have a very good, busy burger Stop shop in San Bernardino, California. But they built an empire. And what you really need to ask yourself is, at this point in time, if you're experiencing success, success in business and you're busy, you're too busy, Do you want just a really good burger shop or do you really want to build your own empire? And the first thing to remember is that, look, if you are that busy, then you're so lucky and you're so blessed. You now have the resources to be able to grow your time, to grow your ability to do other things by hiring more people, by putting in systems that will free up the time for you to develop, to get better, to gain knowledge, to Build your business and build your brand and build your name, and people just don't do that. And really, to build your education so that you're offering so much more. You know, one of the things we did in the mortgage industry is we created a certification called Certified Mortgage Advisor. People are taking it and saying it's life changing for them, but then there are so many more thousands of people that are saying, You know, what? I'm so busy right now because things are busy, I don't have the time to do that. What a horrible! shame that is for those people who are cheating themselves because they're busy with a good burger shop right now Right. where they could be building an empire. That's all about focusing looking down the road.
0: That's well said, sir. Well, Barry, you've already given us so many difference making tips, but Savage Nation is ready for that difference making tip. What do you have for them?
1: Well, as you said, it's very hard to narrow it to one, but if I were to try and say, okay, what are some of the characteristics that um, you need to be happy? Because we all want to be happy. right? I mean, isn't that what it's all about? We just want to be happy. If I were to describe happiness in a word, I would say progress, George, because look, you know, I will tell you that I've put on a few pounds. I'm not too happy with myself, but I put on a few pounds now about 10 pounds heavier than I should be. But i last few days I've tried to be good. So I've taken off three of the 10. I'm not at my goal, but I'm happier. See, to be happy, you don't have to get to your goal. You just have to be making progress. And a big aspect of being happy, as we talked about before, is not just making progress, but doing it with fulfillment. And that means being kind to others. That means helping others. Look, imagine yourself reaching. goals you need to reach for but that should be one hand reaching forward for their goals but if you really want to be happy there should also be a hand reaching back to pull others up and if you're able to do that then you'll have the balance and you'll have the fulfillment to make you a happier person and that's really what I think it's all about here we want to be happy
0: well that is great stuff that definitely gets it. come on come on happiness <laughs> equals progr- progress I think that that's awesome um, Barry thank you so much for coming back on where can Savage Nation learn more about you where can they pick up a copy of money in the streets
1: so it is a privilege to be on and I appreciate you and um, I'm easy to find all over social media Uh, you can find me pretty pretty easily Um, money in the streets is a book I think that will that will be meaningful for you and it is uh, easily attainable on Amazon Barnes & Noble uh, that's probably the easiest place to go ahead and get your copy. It's an easy read too, George. It's this is a, you know, this is straight talk, just like we're talking here. You know, you, you'll read the book, and so many people say, I, I, I could just hear your voice. Uh, so it's it's one that uh, that's a page turner. It's easy. Each chapter will be meaningful for you because there are lessons in there. While they could be my stories, they're just through me. They're not about me.
0: Excellent. Well, Savage Nation, if you enjoyed this as much as I did, show Barry your appreciation and share today's show with a friend who also appreciates good ideas. Pick up a copy of Money in the Streets, a playbook for finding and seizing the opportunity all around you, Amazon, Barnes & Noble, and you can find Barry on social media. I'll list everything in the notes of the show. Thanks again, Barry. Thank you, Brian. And until next time, keep fighting the good fight we are all in this together.